McKinley Cast, Episode 2, Beers and Weirs. Uh, the Weir parents go out of town for the weekend, leaving Lindsay and Sam the run of the house. In an effort to impress Daniel, Lindsay consents to hosting a kegger. Sam and his friends worry about all the drinking after seeing a super student assembly and devise a plan of switching the keg with non-alcoholic beer, and hilarity ensues. I'm Emily. I'm Rich. I'm Carol. I'm Aisha. And Alex is our guest. I'm here too. I'm here too. In case you didn't hear him squeeze in, we got Alex here also with us. (laughs) I don't know. She said it. I said it. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, No, we got everybody. And we got a a guest for the first time. And um, pretty excited about it. Yay, guest. Fun times. Yeah, we're going to try to have guests for as many of the episodes as we can. But, um, you know, we'll see what what happens. We do have a celebrity in in one of our guest appearances. (laughs) Excited about that. That should be... Is that me? No. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Shucks. (laughs) All right, guys, let me preface this just by saying I'm going to try to speak as little as possible because I've got a sore throat and that... I don't want to make everybody sound like uh, I don't want it to sound like everyone's listening to like you know a frog trying to speak, and that's what I sound like right now. Oh, you sound better than that. Okay. Yeah, that was I our first two episodes. I had a terrible cold, and it's gone oh. now, and I'm so happy. Oh. oh, don't worry, Rich. I podcasted when I had a really bad cold once, and I sat on like Selma and Patty from The Simpsons. <laughs> it was fun. Nothing sounds as bad as that. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the episode, guys. So it kicks off right away in the warehouse, and it's the parents and Sam and Lindsay, and they're just talking about how the parents are going out of town, and... Uh, if they're going to get a babysitter or not. And they decide that the the weird children are actually old and mature enough to, to have the house to themselves without a babysitter. It actually yeah. starts off with Papa Weir's butt. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I tried to put that out of my mind. <laughs> I appreciated the fact that they used little-known acts from the time, like um, Lemon Jello. I remember him, I hate to admit, but he seemed always seemed like a nice guy, but who remembers this guy now? I have no idea who that is, and I'm pretty good at old pop culture. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea either. Yeah, I remember. He was he was a singer kind of like uh, in the Engelbert Humperdinck sort of, oh. sort of vein. His name was, he uh, went by Lemon Jello. Well, that was his last name, was Lemon Jello. Um, it was, oh, Lemon Jello. Lemon Jello. Yeah. Everybody else was thinking about Jello that was lemon yes. flavored, right? Well, well but he, <laughs> yes. he actually, I remember him being on some talk show like Mike Douglas or something, you know, back when I was a kid and, and saying that uh, one of the things he did to get an agent was send everybody a package, packages of Lemon Jello. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was that far removed from he was he was aware of the fact that his name was something delicious yes exactly (laughs) okay (laughs) um yeah so it's it's a pretty short cold open or whatever and then we go into the we go back to the patio and we see 
the the freaks coming up with the plan as Lindsay's telling them that her parents are going out of town they're all coming up with the same plan in their heads that they're going to take over the weir household and throw a party there well um some big reveals happen in this uh, on the smoking patio today were you guys surprised about what daniel and kim are a couple Lindsay was oh. surprised. Oh yeah, especially you, Carol. You were you were not on the whole. You thought it was going to be Daniel and Lindsay. Yeah, right there. you were shipping them. Well, I don't know if I'd say I was shipping them, but well, it's obvious that Lindsay's got a thing. I mean, it was obvious she has a yeah. thing for him. Um, but it was also pretty obvious that he and Lindsay, and not Lindsay, who's the blonde again? Kim. Kim. Kim had some, had some kind of relationship at some point oh, yeah. but yeah. you know in the last episode but yeah it didn't seem like it was really current the fact that it's current yeah that that sort of surprised me but then again uh, he, he doesn't seem like a real steady kind of guy yeah, yeah. well they, they made a mention <laughs> to that later in the episode I think when Nick said something like yeah, they're they get back and they get back together and break up every week. So like, you know, sometimes they're not together and sometimes they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it does seem to be pointing at Lindsay and and him getting together at some point. Like that that's going to be one of the will they get together or won't they get together kind of things that I assume they're gonna string the audience along for a while about. Do you mean Lindsay and Daniel or Lindsay and Nick? Lindsay and Daniel. Yeah. Lindsay and Nick, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. I yeah. mean, Why not Lindsay and Neil? <laughs> Lindsay and Neil, is, Neil is Sam's friend, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should. Yeah, them. why not? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's take bets now. Okay, everybody tell me right now. Not you, Emily, because you know, don't cheat. <laughs> but, um,. Who thinks that, that Lindsay and Daniel are going to end up together? Katrin, go. I do not. Carol, I think, go. I think they are not going to end up together like, like, ooh, this is forever kind of love. But I think they're going to kind of get, get involved and get uninvolved and stuff. Okay. Alex, go. I basically totally agree with my mom that uh, they they're probably going to get together at some point and it is going to be a disaster. Okay. Are you sure? By the way, Alex is Carol's uh, son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a thing, yes. <laughs> he was just agreeing with his mom. It was his random mom that nobody knew about. <laughs> that will appear on some other podcast somewhere else. <laughs> right, Aisha, you go. Uh, I agree with Carol and Alex. Like, I definitely got the feeling that Daniel knew that Lindsay liked him. Interesting. Like, especially during the scenes with in her bedroom, and I think Kim knew too. Ah, yeah. Well, she was she okay. she was very spiteful when she handed back the teddy bear. She was quite yeah. territorial. Yes. <laughs> She's just got that condescending attitude. I don't know, Katrin. Why do you think no? Because you're the only one that said no for sure. Well, I mean, I don't. I think. I don't think they'll, like, end up together. I think, like they said, it will happen at least for a while, but I think ultimately it'll be her and Nick. Interesting. 
Okay, okay, cool. We, I'm going to write these down so I can bring them back up later, just to see who's on point. We should ask, like, one question oh. per episode. And, and tally up, like, and have a, a victor at the end, and I'll make a little trophy, and we don't live near <laughs> each other, so. <laughs> well, if Aisha or yeah, Carol yeah. wins, I could give it to you guys, but <laughs> Emily and Katrin, you're, you're SOL. <laughs> so you're going to give us a pop quiz every episode? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm gonna write out a full I, test. We'll have midterms at the end of this. I kind of, I kind oh of get the feeling it's going to be a fluid sort of a thing where the relationships are going to change, yeah, from week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't really expect them to be settled in the next uh, uh, sixteen episodes. You yeah. think these people are in high school or something? Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. It's almost like that. <laughs> hey, Alex, how old are you, by the way? I, I am 17. 17, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, so you you are in high school. Yeah, you're still the youngest. I, yeah, I'm in but you guys are close. Year. It's a <laughs> tight squeeze. Wait, you're, a, you're a junior, I'm guessing? I'm a senior. Senior, okay. Yeah. All right, so then we, then we find out that Neil has a crush on Lindsay as he's watching through the, the fence, peering in on them. Not yeah, I mean, if your uh, if your best friend's sister is older and hot, why wouldn't you be in love with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that wasn't a big surprise. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, I don't want to steal anyone's quotes, but we we try to have this this rule where we're allowed to say quotes whatever we want. I love when Bill accuses Neil of being in love with Lindsay, and he's like, "Why?" He's like, how did you know that? And Bill's like, because you're holding your books in front of your pants. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh. It so, it's oh. hilarious. It's just such a, fun, a random thing. Bill's uh, deadpan reactions to things. Like He has no smile on his face when he says that. He's just so <laughs> serious. It's just, just very matter facts. of fact. <laughs> yes, just the facts, man. Just the facts. Yeah, okay, so we we move on and then we get to see uh the the what are they called? The super student improv players. The sober oh. students. Oh, okay, yeah, the sober <laughs> Is that students. what it's supposed to Sober student improv players. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know about you guys, but I never had anything like that at my school. No, did not uh, I think so. No. We have a pre prom assembly which is kind of like that. It's like don't drink and drive. And then there will be a skit in which people die. Because <laughs> oh my god! You too, Alex. Is that what you said? Um. Yeah. We 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 have like a like kind of an assembly and and stuff like that. It's not too bad, but I guess what I related that more to was when we're in like like health class and stuff, and they make us do that basically like the same kind of skits, only like we're all doing them at like yeah. in front of the class and stuff, and it's. Are they improv or are they scripted? They're they're scripted, but like write them in class and then do them, and they're terribly, kind of, awkward. Yeah, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. You had but, to do that too. Yep. Oh my god! It, I, there's no way that the, any of my schools would have ever gotten me to do anything like that. <laughs> no. We okay, had like no. a guy come with like no legs because he got drunk and did something stupid. You know, he'd like come and don't drink because this will happen to you. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they show us hard horrible movies where right where there were dismembered people and, oh, yeah. and heads rolling yeah. around on the pavement. And stuff wow, like 
Yeah. Oh yeah, we had that. <laughs> yeah. But, it's graphic. Uh, yes, probably sir. the same <laughs> film. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> well, what'd you guys think of the cast of the improv oh. team? They were all people that we've met before. We had Millie, Cindy Sanders, and and Harris, the geek guru. <laughs> Harris, that's the guy with the hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite is him. when they're like pause, mm-hmm. and they're like don't pause, but they like get into a position that was like pausable. <laughs> and it's, like Millie's foot is up, like she's walking away, and then she's like tipping. <laughs> Crack me up. <laughs> oh, this this assembly scene is the scene that my theater teacher had us read in class. Ah, real? Yeah, you were acting that. out the improv team. Uh, we were acting out the improv team and also Lindsay and Daniel watching them. Really, oh. that's pretty cool. Yeah, oh. I kind of meta. You did like a meta scene. <laughs> kinda, yeah. Who were you? Oh, uh, Lindsay. Nice. Yep. So, did you have to get all excited when Daniel put his head on your shoulder? I know. Did I, you get I did. all? Go wide. I I just she gave us like the original script and I remember like there's one thing in it where it says like when Daniel puts his head on her shoulder it's like she's really excited she's really digging him and I'm like okay yeah that's the epitome of what you were talking about Carol that that's that's where we know for sure that what they were winking at before she's definitely definitely into him oh yeah oh yeah definitely. I personally, I felt that the the improv players went a little bit too long. I I was ready for them to stop. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. I mean, they're ridiculous. They're trying like uh, they're supposed to be kind of annoying, you know. So mm-hmm. when things are trying to be annoying, sometimes they succeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so- I like the fact that. Also, the geeks and the and the freaks both have totally different reactions to the assembly. Like, yes, the, the freaks yeah. are just they don't care at all. I mean, when someone says something, I, I don't remember what I think Millie said something, and then Jason Siegel Nick just starts laughing, like blatantly in front of everybody. She said something <laughs> like, "I hope I don't die tonight," or something like ridiculously she, like that. She starts breaking out crying because she feels yes. bad that she almost drink and drove and oh, Nick yeah. just if you'll notice I believe Nick almost always finds Millie funny like through the entire series there's something about Millie that just cracks him up <laughs> That's, I've never noticed that but he, I, in the end of the episode he was singing with her yes <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's gonna be Nick and Millie Okay, never mind. (laughs) I'm just glad Nick could find something to laugh at after John Bonham died. This is true. He was Uh, devastated by that. You know, I feel for the guy. Not about John Bonham, but there's like a musical group right now that if someone died, I would be wrecked. For months, I would be. Oh, absolutely. I just, I know that feeling. I feel for him. Which musical group is that? Uh, Radiohead. Oh yeah. If, if Johnny Greenwood or Tom York died, seriously, guys, it would be a mourning period in my house. I don't think I've ever been so attached to a band before. Yeah, I think it's a, it's just a thing for some people. You know, it's just think, a personality yeah. trait. Some people really feel that way about music, and some don't. You can like music, and then you can like be that way, and I'm that way. <laughs> yeah, no. 
if, if you're really into a band and the person and somebody in the band dies, it's you feel much more connected to them than than if it's just kind of a random celebrity that died. Yeah, oh, and there'd oh, yeah, be never another concert or Yeah. They'd never create any more music together. It would be yeah. horrible. And if the, and if the music spoke to you and you feel like you know, have that feeling like, oh my God, they're writing my my story, you know, and then one of them dies. That, yeah, that can really get to somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. back in the day when I was in high school, I think I would have been very depressed over if if like one of the guys from Blink One Eight Two died. <laughs> that would have, that would have killed me because they they spoke to my heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they they talked about everything I was thinking when I was fifteen. All those small things. Yeah, all those Wait, small things. The they matter. Guy, like, wasn't he in the plane crash? Uh, Travis Barker. Yeah. Um, they're all fine. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> they're like they just made an album, actually. But anyway, I I, I, I digress. Um, Moving on. Yeah. So Daniel gets Lindsay to cut out of the auditorium with him, which is the second time in two episodes that one of the freaks has gotten Lindsay to cut something with them and leave the school. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously going going down a road that I don't know. It's questionable. Oh, hey, one quick thing that I was just looking at my notes. And um, I mentioned that, uh, uh-oh, James Franco is noticing Sam's lady love. What, what do you mean? There's, oh, um, yeah. And I also James Franco is like, hey, I'd like to yeah, get that, the designated job. Yeah, that's what job. I was going oh, to Yeah, I was going to I was going to say that I actually, I actually was like, wait a minute. I, I thought that like Daniel or whatever was was gonna um was gonna like try and move in on Sam's girl. Yeah, yeah. I just it still uh, happened. I saw a trouble coming down left. the. Yeah, I yeah. saw the possibility of yeah. trouble coming down the Foreshadow pike. Foreshadow. Yeah, meant. but anyway, so that was just something I wanted yeah, to throw in there. Too. That'd just be so creepy because she looks like she's fourteen. He looks mm-hmm. like he's thirty-five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. But no, that that's was, not interrupting. That was that's, my notes. that's exactly what we want to hear. Like, okay. I want to be able to to say, "Wow, you were right," or ah, "You were so wrong." You were wrong. so wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know that was coming. <laughs> but yeah, that that was something that I kind of saw. I was like, "Uh oh, that that could be a bad thing in the future." Yeah. So so then we get the geeks. We see the geeks, and they're just talking about how they they want to try to stop the party. And uh, I think they they come up with the idea of getting the the what's it called the Oduls, the non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Oh my god, that was the best thing ever. <laughs> I love that. That was that <laughs> was when it actually. Up until that point, to me, it was. A pretty normal. We've seen this story yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. multitudes of times. You know, it's like the minute that she told them, "Oh, my parents are going to be out of town." It's like, okay, we know where this is going, and uh, and so forth and so on. And then when they came up with the idea to switch the beer, I was like, okay, yeah. that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, and people agree. Did you hear the cheer? <laughs> they were all cheering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want everyone listening to picture Carol and Alex are like in the woods outside, <laughs> outside of a party, 
In the dark. <laughs> Cold and shivering. <laughs> With crickets. With crickets, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I can hear the crickets, actually. <laughs> and I couldn't until dog, you brought it up, though. My dog is staring at me. She's like an inch from my face. I think she wants to go out or something. I'm so sorry. I hope that when, when you're editing this, we don't have a problem with the crickets. No, don't worry. It's, it's, actually, it's kind it's of pleasant. serene. Yeah. It, is, <laughs> it adds to the ambiance. I, yeah, exactly. Like a, in you between, don't have everyone cheering for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to um, clear out any silence because it'll be like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. We'll have literal crickets. It's like someone says something and no one reacts. Crickets. Yeah, there's an inherent joke already in everything. <laughs> we should cut this whole part out so that nobody knows and they think that we've just added these cool sound effects every time they're silent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, they they choose to get their duels. We get a we get a Lizzie Kaplan sighting again for about five seconds when she tells Lindsay yeah. about her mom, which is not really about her mom. It's about going to get beer, but she doesn't yeah. know that, and she's like freaking out at first. Yeah, they don't get her yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they the, don't care. <laughs> yeah, they don't understand that she cares about people and her family and people in That's general <laughs> yes. what else? she has a heart <laughs> <laughs> and That's she very actually cares if her parents that. have a huge emergency That's like yeah like she broke down without even thinking like she didn't even know what it was it was just hey you have a phone call about your mom it's an emergency and she was already in tears yeah yeah well they're <laughs> on a trip they could have been an accident you know. yeah and Nick is just laughing it's just yeah. like it's like don't worry, and then he like pushes her in the head. <laughs> like, yeah, she played it off as 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 disappointed as she was, or as upset as she was. She played it off well. And yeah, she didn't get mad or anything. One thing I was surprised that didn't get paid off was um, the fifty dollars on the dining room table. It did. When did um, it get paid? When Neil and Lindsay are when Lindsay is um, on her bed and just crying and the party has got to stop and they they're like um hey guys we need five more bucks from everybody we're gonna go get a new keg and she's just like oh no and then you hear hey never mind there's 50 bucks on the table oh you know Uh, i didn't hear that yeah me either okay we were watching it in a in a kind of weird place which is surprising for a party hours into it that yeah that long to find the 50 bucks yeah. Well, it's kind of background anyway. It's like it, you're. There's supposed to be some people that are gonna miss it, you know. Yeah. I it's wonder subtle. what's gonna happen to the keg in Sam's room. I think. I, I think it's gone. I think Bill drank it all. The whole. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I kept expecting somebody to find the keg in the bedroom. You know. Um, yeah. The the AV Club is going through Freaks and Geeks right now. They're on, like, episode 14. They're just doing, like, a review. Yeah. And uh, Todd Vanderwerf is writing on it. And he um, he talks about kind of this very ideal that it's an interesting and just a unique perspective on the high school party and parents are out of town and a kegger. You're always expecting, like the parents to come home and catch them or you expect Mm -hmm. the geeks to get caught with the keg and they just they just don't go there 
you yeah, know, it's yeah. not about that. They just take a different angle on everything. And so the big, you know, anticipatory, oh, no, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to be found out and it's going to be a big deal. just doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it comes up again later in another episode. Could, I guess. Yes, it could. I, I did enjoy, I did like the plan. I, I did like the plan. I also liked the fact that they were able to go to the whole everybody getting drunk on non-alcoholic beer yeah. place. That was cool. That was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that came from a true life uh, um, plan that, let's see, his name's like Jay Elvis. Um, he's the one that wrote the episode, and this is how he got the job as a writer, is this pitch. And he did it in real life, but... His his didn't work out so well because people brought in outside alcohol to the party, so they couldn't really get it. But yeah, that's an experiment he tried in real life once. So he yeah. pitched that yes. idea for the show. Yeah, and I remember reading it in one of my um, psychology classes. Like it was an actual experiment. Really, which is also really funny because people would just get like like the scientists like went to a bar with some subjects and had them. Like drink like non-alcoholic alcohol, basically mixed drinks, and like they would start to act drunk, but they weren't really. It was just funny. Do you remember what the results were? Like, did everybody do it, or was it like half of them, or do you know? I don't remember honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a large percentage. Yeah, because at this party, like, when you look around, most of them are like, it's funny, actually, to take note of who was being, acting drunk and who wasn't. Like, you had Lindsay, who's, it seems, has never drank before in yeah, her life. Yeah, but she totally seemed to have fallen for it. Yeah, she was totally the most, wasted. Yeah. And and Nick, <laughs> who apparently, would you would assume, drinks a lot, thought he was just hammered drunk. But I think, I'm sure he was um, high. Yeah, so probably. maybe he couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like he was definitely acting drunk. Like, that was a drunk... like Drunk and high? It could be drunk and high, but definitely drunk in there somewhere. Just, just, just the idea of him trying to take off Lindsay's bra is such like a... Like, he said it afterwards. He was like, I'm just so wasted. Yeah, right. <laughs> John Bonham just died? <laughs> John Bonham yeah. died. I, excuses, excuses. I really liked the fact that uh, the only person who actually did get drunk was the one geeky kid who was sitting, mm-hmm. you know, like, totally away from the party, just in, watching in the Dallas. room watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill got drunk like an alcoholic gets drunk, just sitting watching TV in his room right. by himself. <laughs> That's how alcoholism really is, just alone. Did he really drink yeah. that much, though? I thought he just drank like that one little capful. No, <laughs> I, I think he, he drank, drank a lot. That. That's just yeah. all we saw. I think he drank that one little capful many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I wonder how many times he put it on his head. <laughs> it, I, I wonder how many times he put his tongue in the tap before he decided to pour one also before that it was started so good enough <laughs> it just, the first time it was just terrible and the second time it was a little worse I want to know how long his tongue was just stick, sticking inside the tap I love uh, all of his reactions though just when he walks over to Sam and he's just like 
Because Neil's in love with your sister. He's just blabbing it all out. Oh, I love his monkey. <laughs> his, his monkey lecture. <laughs> yeah. About being dominant. <laughs> just oh. his stance and his hand motions are so funny. He's like That's wobbling. My scene. He's wobbling back and forth just a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. It's just, it's it's a great um, character choice. Just what he does is hilarious. His stance and his hands. It's Yeah. I love parties it's... in TV shows or movies or anything like that. I always get the, I don't know, they're just so entertaining to me. Like, it makes me have fun, too. Like, every time I think about a party in a movie, I think of, like, Grandma's Boy. I just think that party seems so much fun, and I think about this. This party seems like it would be fun, too, especially if you knew that the alcohol was not real alcohol and you could just watch everybody. Or win like Ken did in quarters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, Ken was totally aware. Like, he knew the deal, and he took advantage of it. So, all right, Um, let's get back to where we were. By the way, the scene in in the bedroom, in Lindsay's bedroom... Mm -hmm. Where he was, where um, Dan, Daniel, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. Daniel was saying that, um, um, oh, if I'd won a blue ribbon, blah, 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 blah. And basically encouraging her and all of that good stuff. And, you know, I mean, definitely this guy would not be a bad guy for Lindsay if he wasn't such a dog, you know? <laughs> Do you think I mean, he's a dog? What makes you think oh, yeah. he's a dog? Really, Rich? I'm just wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, (laughs) The fact that he... I mean, he obviously knows Lindsay is interested in him. He is... He is sending out all kinds of vibes for her. He's, you know, doing all this stuff. He kissed her on the forehead. Yeah, and then then he is, you know, um, waving Kim in her face as well. And, you know... So you think he's you think he's kind of manipulating the situation to get to oh, yeah. use her? Mm-hmm. I think he's manipulating yeah. the situation. I think he likes being admired. I think he likes you know having women on a string. You know, he's, it doesn't make him a bad human being. It just makes him bad for women. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Um, all right, so. Let's let's talk about Millie at the party. She show, oh, yeah. she shows up <laughs> oh uninvited. <laughs> Lindsay is just terrified <laughs> when Millie shows up. She's like, "Oh no!" It's like a ghost popping up. It's like a ghost <laughs> yes. from her past. That's actually yeah. Over no ghost. Yeah, I I I kind of love the way that she acts. Like she's just. The most, she's so morally superior and yes. condescending to everybody, <laughs> and like she's she sticks around out of spite because these kids are enjoying themselves. She just she wants to, to be there. Yeah, she wants to prove that she that can have can more have fun, fun with that than them. <laughs> when she sat down at the piano, I was really, really waiting. I really had no idea what she was going to play. I was, I I didn't know what direction they were going to go with the whole thing. Jesus so, is just all right brothers. with me. <laughs> I, I like the fact Doobie that Nick's kind of long. <laughs> yeah, Nick's and, and he started getting other people. You know, he was getting I other love people how listening. excited Nick was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> a great scene. Yeah. Do you, He's so into it. Do you think if Nick didn't think that he was drunk, he still would have sung along? Yes. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I think he would have yeah. done that no matter what. Yes. 
Yeah. And the mistake he does in the lyrics was a genuine mistake, and they left it in because they were like, that's pretty real. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's hilarious. That is pretty he real. He sings the wrong line. That was a genuine goof. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, I think, I think probably, you know, her whole thing about, like you said a minute ago, where she said, oh, I'm going to show you that I can have a better time than any of you and all this. If Nick is in the room, I don't think it's possible to have a better time, no matter whether he's drinking or you're drinking or anything else. I mean, this guy seems pretty much like he makes a good time wherever he goes. Yes, he's a very excitable young man. He gets that, high he on life. Happy. Yeah. Oh, is that what he's getting high on, Aisha? Yeah. What was that? High on he gets life. high on life. You know, oddly enough, he doesn't see... Oh, Everyone in the cast, he's, he hardly seems like someone who needs anything extra to get true. Yeah. To have the time. Yeah, I guess he doesn't feel like he needs it as much as he just likes it. I, would, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I would assume is, is going on in his brain. Yeah. He has his right. drum kit. Yeah, he's got his passion already. It's not his this passion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Alright, so, yeah, Daniel's cousin shows up, and it's the old guy with his old friends. And oh, these guys are funny. Oh, my God. That's who it was. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was Daniel's cousins. Remember earlier in the episode, he was like, by the way, my cousins are gonna, my cousin's gonna show up. Yeah, and I think his God. actual cousin is the one that takes his shirt off and has people hit him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> You know what's my favorite part about that? When when Neil walks by and just randomly punches him once and he just <laughs> and he smiles. Goes, he goes, "That's cool, man." Yeah. He's he's conf- <laughs> Neil's a confident little man. Like he's walking around. And he's he's oh, yeah. okay with this. He is very confident. He's got it's almost a misplaced confidence. It's just kind of like confidence in his head. It's great though. <laughs> and he's he a man Jewish. now. He's Jewish. Did you guys catch on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the 19 <laughs> times that he said it. It was rammed down our throats. <laughs> He's very proud of it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, if you have enough confidence, if, even if your confidence is misplaced, the more you pretend you have confidence, the more people will believe it. So it doesn't really matter. He's yeah, succeeding in my book. You bet. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I also love when Sam walks over and sits down next to Ken and is just like, hey, uh, can you make sure my sister doesn't get in too much trouble? And Ken's just staring straight ahead, just like, sure, who's your He's sister? He's like, do you like my sister? Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> be the one that's playing the piano. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. I, just, I like I, Sam walking around and hiding all the breakables in his parents' bedroom. Yes, yes. <laughs> so worried. <laughs> that was funny. My favorite parts of the party are when when the freaks and the geeks, uh, maybe even the show in general, I love when the freaks and the geeks intertwine and they talk to each other. It's just, you get such an odd perspective from both sides. And even when... Uh, when Sam talked to Nick later on, and Nick was trying to explain to Sam to apologize to Lindsay, and Sam was just like, "What is? What are you talking about?" And Nick was—he just Did realized you break halfway. Something? Yeah. yeah, he realized halfway <laughs> through the conversation. He was just like, "Forget it. I'm getting to work with this." They live in do- totally different worlds, you know. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. to see them come together. Yes. Yeah. Sam, 
I had down that Sam was a voice of reason early on in the in the episode. Yeah. When he says at assembly today like five hundred times. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I counted them. It was because I wanted to know how many times. No, it was only three, but it seemed like a lot. <laughs> yeah. oh my God, at assembly so today. At assembly today. <laughs> I know yes, that your these kids. Was there. <laughs> I know that these kids are in high school, but but Neil and Sam are so adorable. They are, they really are just freaking adorable. I little, think they're adorable. Little too. men. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, so let's talk about. When Lindsay walks in on Daniel and Kim, and she's all upset, and um, well, so. before that, I think it was a very um, notable scene when Daniel's looking at her stuff, and she's just so embarrassed that he's looking at her mathlete stuff. But she, he actually is really impressed, and it kind of floors her. Yeah, you know, she she just kind of looks at everything a different way. I think at that point, I think you're right, but I think it also makes the when she walks in on him so much worse because oh, at, sure. at that moment when he was being nice to her was probably the moment where she was like wow now i really like this guy you know mm-hmm. like interest yeah. went to like definite Absolutely. yeah so i i mean but also you know i think we get a little bit of insight into daniel in that scene too because absolutely we see he says like you know i would kill to have one of these like i wouldn't wear it around but he he would like to have one. So I, I think it says a lot about, one, the fact that he's not any less interested in Lindsay because of it. He's not like, oh my god, she's a brain, I can't talk to her. Like, that's what she assumes that he was going to think, but he doesn't think that. And two, there's just the fact that he himself says that he would like to have one, which means that he's he doesn't have one and he feels bad about it, you know? And that that's a different side already of him you know it's not it's not so superficial he actually does care about something you could tell at least a little bit he cares about something there yeah so what do you guys what i'm just randomly curious which character is there any characters that you do not like at this point in kim. movies kim yeah kim Kim. Yeah. Two Kims, three Kims. <laughs> Even though, like, I lo- absolutely love the actress, like, I just feel like they haven't given us anything positive about her character yet. I agree. She's definitely just mean all the time. Mm. What and about Eddie? I don't like Daniel. Okay, interesting. So, is it because hey. he's is it because he's a dog, as your mom says? I I don't know. I just like I'm. Like, I guess it's because I kind of I kind of know people like him a little bit, and like I I I kind of they're they can be you know good people sometimes they can be really nice and everything, but when it comes right down to it, not dependable, I guess, and um and you can't really count on them when it comes right down to it. Uh, um, I agree with that. And and yeah. using Lindsay a little bit about the keg oh, yeah. thing. They totally oh, yeah. used her. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. true. Absolutely. I mean, just the idea that he would, you know, have this part. Like, he knows how she is, you know? It's not like he's totally oblivious to her lifestyle and, like, who her parents are. Like, she's mentioned it before. So the fact that he's, like, 
right off the bat, just ready to, and willing to invite all of these people, including yeah, his cousins. Yeah, he's inviting he, he all these. He obviously knows his cousins. His cousin is right. kind of a dick, you know, and mm-hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not even thinking. He's not considering her at all, or what she's going to have to deal with. And I don't know. They didn't show the end of the party, but I really highly doubt that he came back and helped clean up. Maybe Nick did, or Nick would mm-hmm. want to if Lindsay would talk to him at that point. Yeah, he might have messed that up. But you know, you know, Ken and Kim and Daniel weren't there, like you know, helping out. Yeah, no way. No. And let me tell you, those parties are not fun to clean up the next day ever. You need a massive, you need an army for that. Especially after the beer on the rug and everything. Yeah, like when Harris uh, spilled it all. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, me. I believe they had to recarpet and everything. They said something about that in the commentary that they really wrecked the house and they had to do some major cleanup. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were filming in an actual house? No, the house, the set. House. The set? Oh, okay. Which no, they said they felt did. like a house. And they would even like hang out in the kitchen like you hang out in a kitchen of a house. Huh. But, yeah. I, I wanted to mention that, that I liked how. Um, uh, the kind of, uh, how someone put it earlier, the geek guru guy, Harris. uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he was in the, uh, assembly thing acting out these, these, uh, these anti-alcohol things, and then later on, he's at the party. Drinking and drinking. Yeah, yeah, and I just, he just I thought that it. was really fun. He just does it for his college application. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is my kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, I, I kind of, uh, the first time I saw it, I remember being kind of surprised that he was a designated driver. I don't know why, I just felt like he would be, I don't know, he seems like, to me, he seems like another pothead type of person. So, for, for some reason, everybody on the show seems like a pothead to me. Like, <laughs> like, Mr. Rosso and Harris and all of the freaks, they all just seem like they sit around smoking blunts together. What year was this supposed to happen? 1980, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Was there a lot of pot smoking in 1980? I thought that was more of a late 60s thing. Well, there was a lot in the 70s. I know there that was much. A, yeah, there was a lot in the 70s. And 1980 is really close to the 70s, so... Yeah, it's yeah great. 1980 was more 70s than, like, 80s. When I think 80s, I think a new wave and all of that, and this was all before all that. Yeah, that's true. Pretty much. Yeah, they still have, like, the good old rock and roll going on right, back here. Not right. the hair metal. Hair metal is not the prevalent 70s, The 70s are pretty crazy. Yeah? Good times? Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting times. It was very interesting times. Maybe not. We'll talk some. Yeah, maybe not things that we want to say from that. <laughs> Alex, cover your ears, son. No, actually, you know, it's funny because when, um, um, what's her name? I, I want to call her Amanda from uh, Millie. Buffy. Millie, Millie, Millie. When Millie uh, was doing the whole thing of, I'm going to have more fun than anybody. Um, <laughs> I, I actually... picture her with like a top hat and a monocle on. Her. <laughs> <laughs> you pictured her like Mr. Kane <laughs> on a unicycle. <laughs> I I actually did, spent a lot of my time at that age not. Like not being high when everybody else was, and 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 that's kind of not being drunk me. when everybody else was, and uh, that's like and totally having a really good time because it, you know the 
people having a good time is contagious and so forth. That's and, not the same. And, and <laughs> <laughs> have a terrible time. Yeah, well, it's different now. But um, <laughs> I was also hanging out with twenty-something-year-olds when I was oh. your age, not, not, uh, and they were all high. Not, I wasn't with kids. Oh. So, <laughs> to, but I wasn't like I'm going to have a better time than any of you, you know. Cause, you know I was just the kid in the group, and so they were. You know, nobody was pressuring me to do anything because you know, they were adults, and it's like they didn't. They actually were kind of solicitous. You know, it'd be like, now don't don't you drink too much, or you know, or whatever. It's like, yeah, no, don't worry about me. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Everyone so, hates me because so. I don't do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I, so. Well. A lot of people that are like that are like Millie, you know, they, they're just like that. And, um, I mean, most people obviously aren't like straight, I was straight edge until I was, until halfway through my senior year of high school, I hadn't drank or smoked anything and then everything changed in an instant halfway (laughs) through my senior year, but, um, You fall into the wrong crowd. Yeah, but I I was in a band, so you can't even blame me, but... I, uh, I I think that there's a lot of, I mean there was even like a wrestler uh, CM Punk he, he, he has X's tattooed on his hands which means like straight edge like he doesn't drink or smoke and he was like an evil bad guy like the main evil bad guy in wrestling for like two years because he was just such an elitist and so <laughs> annoying about I'm better than you because I don't drink and you do and it's just it's so easy to get annoyed at people that are like that when yeah. in reality, if you don't drink and you don't smoke and you don't flaunt that, then you're much healthier than people that do. You know what I mean? And it's definitely a better way of living life. I can never do it, but you know, thumbs up to the, all I, those that can. I had never had a... I mean, as you say, it, it wasn't... Um, I guess... Well, one of my friends used to, used to say, because I was in a... I was. I remember one night, uh, this guy. They were, you know, doing a lot of different things. They were smoking and stuff, and uh, I kept saying no, thank you, no, thank you. And he finally looked at me and said, uh, "Wait a minute, you don't, you don't smoke." I said, "No." He said, uh, "You don't drink much, do you?" I said, "No." You don't like do a lot of fooling around and stuff. Not really, no. He said, and "You're in the theater." <laughs> yeah. And uh, my friend said to him, "You know, she doesn't do any of that stuff, but she gets a contact." like you would not believe <laughs> <laughs> so that seemed to make it okay so you just feed off the energies of others does, so does that mean if like somebody yeah, were to, if, <laughs> so if somebody were to just like get get really stoned in front of you would you just like sit on a couch and eat cheetos also no no i just you know just go kind of go with whatever is going on and and have a good time and have a bizarre conversation with them. That's all. Carol, yeah. I have had many of the same types of experiments because I'm Mormon. So I'm. Oh, like, there you go. No drinking, <laughs> no smoking, and I never have. And I like to think I don't act superior, but I hang out with a lot of people, and I always have that do. They just knew I didn't. They respected that. And I just, yeah, I would sit and eat Cheetos with the high people, you know? <laughs> Can I ask cool. you a random question? Yes. What do you think of South Park? doing the mormon thing oh the book of mormon musical yeah or just the episode where they did mormon um you know they know some mormons a lot of mormons firsthand i believe um it's 
It's, you know, what it is. It is, is it what funny it is. Or is I it would... offensive? Or I can't say it doesn't make me laugh. It's a little of both. Okay. It's this. When you get into, like, stuff that mean a lot to me, you know, like, sacred stuff, that's offensive. But I'm I'm not I don't really have a big chip on my shoulder or anything about it and I would love love to go see the Book of Mormon on Broadway and I'd probably laugh as hard as anyone else. There you go. That's it is super. fantastic. Was it? You've seen it? Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, it's, it was a Christmas gift last Oh, it, you're so lucky. I'd love to see it. Incredible. Yeah, I'd love to see it too. All yeah. right, back to freaks and geeks. Um, honestly, I'm I'm out of notes. Uh, so anybody else have anything that they want to talk about in the episode? Yeah, hang on one second. Let me look at my notes. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to save this for my quote. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my old commentary my notes, so I can do that anytime. All right, shoot, Emily. Let's do it. Story time with Emily. Okay, we have two commentaries for this episode. And, you know, I go off these commentaries. These came from a... It's called the Yearbook Edition. So there's two sets of DVDs that have come out. Um, and one's called the Yearbook Edition. And they went crazy commentary on this. It was like a huge fan uh, gift. You know what I mean? Anyway, so... For one commentary, they had Lisa... Cardinelli, Jason Siegel, Judd Apatow, Linda, sorry. I wrote down Lisa, I wonder if I meant Linda. I probably did. Okay. And Paul Feig and Jack Kasdan, who was a director, and J. Elvis Weinstein, who wrote it. Um, And then the other one, they did one of parents. They did um, John Daly's father and Sarah, what's her name, that played Millie, her mom, and Bill's mom. Um, which that one didn't have a lot. It was entertaining to listen to, but I didn't get a lot of notes from that one. They didn't really have a lot to say that I thought would be really interesting for the podcast. Um, the Sober Students play is like Jason Siegel's favorite thing they ever did. He's, so I think he genuinely probably laughed that hard. He just he thinks that's great. Um, and he actually brought up Saved by the Bell in his commentary like we did last episode. Um, he mentioned how old and dirty their set looked in their school and he mentioned how Saved by the Bell just looks so fake and clean it just didn't it looks like a set where he just he was impressed how the uh, Freaks and Geeks set looked actually genuinely dirty like a school real school would Um, so Jason Franco did a lot of improvisations and they said that Eight out of ten of his improvs were like on Venus and just totally unusable, but the two out of ten were great and were left in and gold, they said. Um, I want to see the other eight. I know! <laughs> makes me very interested <laughs> to know these ones that were on Venus. Um, Martin Starr showed up two hours late to the when they go to the liquor store. I guess he was late a lot, but he showed up two hours late, and he got reamed, and they were just impressed by his acting after being totally reamed and, like, told he was going to be written. He was, like, seconds away from being written out of that scene altogether. Really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, on that scene, did everybody recognize the the guy that was working behind the counter? No. Nobody? He's he's in, like, I don't know, probably, like, 75% of Adam Sandler's movies. 
He was oh. in Waterboy. He was in Little Nicky. He was in. Uh, he's the lead character in Grandma's Boy, with which is with Linda Cardellini. She's the lead female. He's in pretty much everything that Adam Sandler's ever done. Huh. I love that. I love him in that. No, in Waterboy, he's uh, he's just one of the guys from the town. <laughs> but like, uh, he has lines. He's not just like a, one of the random. Ones. He's one of the ones that has more lines. Uh, did anybody see Little Nicky? Yeah. No. In Little Nicky, he was one of the two metalhead guys that was following him around. <laughs> okay. He's in a lot of stuff. I can't remember his name, though. But yeah, go on, Emily. Yeah, I, just, I love that scene. I think it's really funny how they he's like, oh, don't see that happening. And they <laughs> explain to him why they want al- alcoholic. And he just like, he's like righteous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does it. He had a great reaction. <laughs> Where in reality, he's giving them non-alcoholic beer knowing that they're going to be replacing the keg with actual alcohol but he just thought that was so great their plan so he did it that was funny um i'm with him so every week after getting the script franco rogan and siegel used to go to um jason's house his apartment and they would rehearse together and come up with a bunch of stuff and i guess that was a tradition they would get dinner and um all rehearse together and Millie does not play the piano in real life or sing, and she was super, super nervous about that piano scene, but I thought she did good. She did good, too. Yeah, and that, her um, audition for Freaks and Geeks was her very first audition she ever did in L.A. That was, like, her first audition. She got it. It's kind of neat. Oh, and the uh, the old guy <laughs> when Ken when Ken runs into him at the party and he's like, "You want to go?" <laughs> you know yeah. that I couldn't tell who was talking if it was Judd or Paul, but that came from his one of their friend, past Gary Busey. Do you guys know who that is? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> they passed him and accidentally touched his shoulder, and Busey turned around and said, "You want to go?" <laughs> That is hysterical. Isn't that a great story? If you guys, you guys should all just look up Gary Busey. You'll recognize him immediately, and when you realize who it is, that co- that story will be way funnier too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then I we talked about Jason Siegel rubbing his eyes, and you said you wanted to keep to tabs it, on yeah. when he stops. Yeah, yeah, he did explain it in this commentary. He said it was the first four or five episodes, and. It started hurting, and he it like it made his vision to where he couldn't see very good for a little while. So that's why he did stop. Good move. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, and I have some deleted scenes. Um. There's an extended scene with the Jewish versus African American. Oh, that was a great oh conversation. I would have loved to see more of that. Yeah, there is an extended version of that. Um. But I think they um. I don't know. They that was gonna be like a, almost a whole episode, like talking about the integration in the high school, but the uh, execs nixed it, so they decided to do this storyline in this episode. Just have it be a little thread. Oh, that's too bad. I would have liked to have and, seen a lot of that, yeah. but I could understand why they would not want to go down that road. Right. Um, there's another extended scene with Bill and the keg. I didn't write any. Um, notes about it so nothing really pops up but there was another um they cut out another story thread where the weir's parents call during the party and bill answers the phone drunk and he answers the phone (laughs) jruing and um 
he just kind of goes on on a little drunken rat rant about how great a job they're doing on their, raising their son. It was kind of funny. Um, and then you see a scene with Lindsay and Daniel being pretty flirty. And she gets told during the middle of this, she gets interrupted that um, her parents are on the phone. Anyway, so they cut out that little thread. And I think that's all I got. Alright, cool. Good stuff. <laughs> Did everybody know what Dallas was? Dallas, yeah. the TV show, yeah. Yeah. So, I've never, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it either. But it's about the is it no the pop culture is it reference. about uh is it about I don't even know I assume it's about Dallas. No, <laughs> it's oil tycoon in Dallas. Yeah, it's no actually well. Is yeah. it about the it's army? It's about or a family. Something? No, it's about a family who uh, of uh, kind of wealthy family and the. Uh, kind of backbiting stuff between the between the brothers and originally there was a patriarch and and some brothers and they would the brothers would kind of fight over the family estate and family business but it happened that the the actor who played the father died like a couple episodes into the show or you know halfway through the first season so it became much more about the brothers and that's where the whole J.R. Ewing thing I asked only because uh, Alex didn't know when we were when we watched it, so yeah. I wasn't sure who else might not know. Kadrian, did oh, yeah, you say no? Yeah, no, I had no idea what they were talking about. What about you, Aisha? Oh yeah, I, I know about it, and my mom is obsessed about the reboot that's going on in TNT. I think. Really? Oh, yeah. there's a reboot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, interesting enough, Larry Hagman. Um, played the original J.R. Ewing and he was there was a if you ever hear a, a reference to who shot J.R. that's where the whole thing comes from is from Dallas yeah that was Dallas's big thing who shot yeah. J.R. was one of the big original yeah. TV yeah. Uh, cliffhangers right was it like the end of a season to yeah, the beginning it of it so yeah. it was like a whole summer of who shot J.R. Right. big deal exactly it was a huge deal and so oddly enough I, I thought it pretty strange that when they did the reboot and they brought Larry Hagman back to play JR, he passed away oh. when during the you know, during the reboot, much the same way the uh, actor who played his father passed away during the original. Did series. he play the father, the same part? No. No, no he, he played, played the younger him one. played oh. himself but now thirty years older. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say cursed part. Yeah. A cursed show. <laughs> cursed show. So who did shoot Jr. Spoiler alert. I don't know any of the characters. Remember. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it was not a show. Was I was lady. following. It was some lady. It was Maggie Simpson. I think it was <laughs> his sister-in-law. I, I think that's uh, yeah. I was gonna say sister-in-law. Maybe I. Yeah. It was. It was not a show I was following. You know I about about ten years ago, all my children did the exact same thing. Like, it was blatant. Like, they actually had somebody shoot JR. There's a character named JR on All My Children. <laughs> and oh my the storyline for that summer was who shot JR. Oh, you're kidding. And I, I honestly, I had heard it before, but I was like, I guess this is where it came from. Her. <laughs> like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, <for sure. laughs> That's funny, though. That's really funny. Um. All right, guys. So let's let's give some. Any other notes before we do uh, feedback? No. no. Do we want to do the um, who won the freaks or the geeks? 
Are we into that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Good why point. not? Let's do that. Here, and I'll even write down the answers. hands down this week. All right. Yeah. Who, who are the victors? I'm going to I'm gonna go from left to right on the Skype pictures. So, Katrin, who wins? Freaks or Geeks this week? Geeks. All right. Geeks, one point. Uh, Carol. Geeks, definitely. Geeks, two points. Alex. Geeks. Three. <laughs> Emily. Geeks, yeah. Four. Aisha. Geeks, definitely. Five. Rich. Geeks, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a debate this week. All right. Six to nothing. So this, we're starting this off six to nothing. Nobody wins yeah. the first week. It's a pilot. The geeks, the geeks came up with a great plan and executed it well. Didn't get caught. They didn't, didn't get, caught. get caught. Nothing bad happened to the house aside from some beer spillage. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bill did get drunk and looks like he threw up. Well, in the bathroom well, all night. Maybe. You know what? Before we, be, well, do we consider Lindsay a freak at this point? Lindsay, yes. Yeah, I, I do. think she's in between. Oh. Yeah, I kind yeah. of think of her as in between mm-hmm. too. Because I'm not sure she's if a- I would fit her right in with the freaks. Like, if we're talking about, because I don't know. Like, if see, it feels like Daniel probably feels like he won. You know, Ken won. He won eighty-seven bucks. He had he won more <laughs> than true. anybody really. You know what? I'm changing mine. The freaks won. Alright. Everybody won. <laughs> I, I feel like Lindsay lost. Lindsay was the loser. Yeah, Lindsay was definitely the loser. Neil got Since that guy died. Oh, oh yeah, Nick didn't have a good episode. Okay, I'm changing it back. <laughs> we, did it. <laughs> we did not properly discuss the awkwardness of Nick trying to unhook her bra. They weren't even kissing. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, was expecting the worst, a kiss, That was the most awkward really... thing in the world. <laughs> Dude, and he could have, like, if he just kissed her, like, it might have actually worked out pretty well for him. Right. But there's this hugging. It's so awful. He could have easily just, like, I don't know, you know, give her a kiss on the cheek. See how she reacts to that. Maybe move on to the lips. Don't immediately go for the bra. Yeah, I I don't think he's that subtle, though. Especially if you're not good at unhooking the bra, because then it's going to be even worse. Because you're just going to be struggling, and it looked like he was struggling until she stopped him, because it took him a really long time just to get to that point. So, all right, so let's do uh, let's do feedback. There's we got two emails this week, and I think one post on the Facebook. Do you guys have the emails pulled up yet? I do. Yes. All right, cool. So, um, why don't you start out, Carol, and read uh, Harold? Okay. Um, Harold Wallen called it a. He sent in a corrected email because I can't believe I called Joe Fla- uh, Flary John. I hope I don't lose my SCTV fan club card. I'm sure he won't. He I, says I didn't pull it for him. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm so delighted to hear that your intro cast has begun, which gives me another reason to rewatch Freaks and Geeks. I was Sam's age in the fall of 1980, just starting high school, so I have a special connection with this, to this show. That Steve Martin poster behind Sam's door gave me the biggest moment of recognition. On rewatch, I am appreciating how virtually every line of the script is a gem. You can come up with a great quote from almost any line of dialogue. My favorite scenes were in the teaser when Joe flat. Flattery, 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 uh, complained about the Sex Pistols expectorating on their audience, and Lindsay and Daniel's together in her bedroom. 
when she's embarrassed to have Daniel looking at pictures of her days as an uncool mathlete, and he surprises her by saying he wishes he could be good enough at something to win a ribbon. Writing this, I realize it must have been his feeling of unworthiness that sent him back to Kim. I'd say more, but Dallas is about to start. You know, that's actually a really good point that he made right there. I know. I didn't even think about that. I never thought of that, but I bet he's right. So that she made him feel inferior, and therefore he felt that he just had to go down to Kim. Like he was Mm -hmm. taking a step back down. Yeah, very insightful. I like that. You don't think so, Carol? I think it's a really good point. Um, I definitely agree with him that he... You know, he's feeling um, insecure about who he is and and all of that. But I'm not sure it's what sends him back to Kim. I, I don't yeah. have that. I, I can't give him that much credit. Sorry. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, time may prove otherwise, but... Yeah, we'll see. Not at this point. All right, Katrin, you want to read the next one? Yeah. Uh, this is from Heidi... Uh, it says, hey guys, I'm a fellow newbie and just watched the first two episodes of the show. This show has an amazing cast who have all gone on to other shows and movies. I knew who pretty much everyone was, but I couldn't figure out where I knew Sam from. I had I had to IMDB him and freaked out when I realized he was Sweets from Bones. Anyway, on to episode number two. I love that everyone is so drunk on non-alcoholic beer. I do not buy Jason Siegel as a high school kid, but I'm not sure I... Would have even when he was in high school. Yeah, he's just he was such actually, a big guy. He was actually really huge when he was in high school, too. He's yeah, I looked really up tall. his age, and he was 19, so not bad. Yeah, have you ever heard of his him do his Andre the Giant impression? If you <laughs> haven't, you should listen to it. It's incredible. Can I find that on YouTube? Somewhere? Oh, absolutely. All right, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> All right, keep That's going, Katrin. Uh, I was glad nothing too bad happened at the party. I'm totally one of the geeks. I would have been freaking out like Sam if there was a party in my house. I'm glad you guys are doing this intro cast so I have an excuse to finally watch this show. Heidi, sent from we're my We're glad we're doing it too, and we're glad we're bringing people to this show. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. the more newbies, the better, because it yeah. just makes us feel like we're actually accomplishing something. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say thank you to Harold. Yeah, thanks, thank you, thanks to both of you guys for sending thank you, emails. Heidi. We love yeah, emails. Yeah, and I, I asked Harold to, for sure, I love his unique perspective. He was Sam's age in 1980. That's awesome. Yeah, we, so we're going to get him on, right? Um, well, he can't record on Sundays. We'll meet. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll get we'll him on in one show. But, yeah, I, I encouraged him to keep writing in because I like his unique perspective. Agreed. So write in, Harold. Okay, we got uh, one face back. Uh, face back. One, one face back. One face back feedback. Um, it's, awesome. it's from Ray Doria. Uh, he says, The sober student improv players are hilarious. I love that a high Nick thinks it's funny, too. I also really like Neil's crush on Lindsay. It's very sweet. And it makes total sense that Neil would have a crush on his friend's hot older sister. Yes, I agree. I feel for Bill not having a DVR. <laughs> um... Having to watch shows when they actually air sucks. Ha ha ha. I like that Daniel is impressed with Lindsay being smart, even as she is trying to downplay it. 
I think Lindsay's line about her new friends thinking she is a goody two-shoes and her old friends thinking she is throwing her life away pretty much defines what she is struggling with throughout the series. It's very true. I like that line a lot. And because she was, quote-unquote, drunk, she was actually able to say it out loud. And I appreciate that in the second episode also. I just want to throw that in there because I I hate it when shows try to drag things out. Like when people, it's like, oh, they're not communicating well enough. It's like, just say things. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm always just like, just say something. Like, but she actually gets it out and like she, and she even gets it out in front of Neil. So we're made aware of the fact that she's aware of it. And I appreciate that. Anyway, um... He says, overall, a pretty great episode. I thought this episode was a lot funnier than the pilot. Lindsay not getting Neil's Sabbath joke. Neil and the black kid discussing if being black or Jewish is worse. Millie in general, especially her line of preferring to get high on life. Millie and Nick's duet. Pretty much most of the geek storyline getting the fake keg followed by Bill being drunk, etc. But what this show does so well is balance the comedy and drama, but in a way that feels real. I think the drama at the end of the episode for Lindsay feels real, and the episode even ends on the fairly depressing note of Lindsay not having a good time at the party and seeing Daniel and Kim back together. It's a funny episode that kind of ends on a down note. Very good storytelling, if you ask me. And I agree entirely, Ray. It seems... it's uh, The show is very genuine. It's just the way that they portray the people. I mean, even with the ridiculous antics that that go on, it's... uh, it just doesn't – it feels like they're realistic people. I buy almost all of them, and I'm not going to say who – if there's somebody that I don't buy because I don't want to sway anybody's opinions, but I think that they're doing a great job also. All right, so that's all for the feedback. Carol, you want to tell everybody where they could get in touch with us? Um, we're on Facebook at McKinley Cast, a Freaks and Geeks intro cast. And we are on, um, we have email at uh, (laughs) (laughs) McKinleyCast at gmail.com, right? Yes, ma'am. That's correct. Right. Yay, me. (laughs) Got correct. So, yeah, email us or or get on our Facebook and leave some feedback because the more the better. We love reading it. Except for when we record three-hour podcasts and don't have time to feedback. Oh, and I wanted to address something Bob said last time about hating the Weir's dad. You know, I watched these two first episodes through that perspective, and they really... I don't blame him, but when I read it, I thought, you hate Mr. Weir. (laughs) 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 But looking at it through the perspective of a newbie, these first two episodes, I can totally see that, but he's just not very fleshed out yet, I'll just say. Well, I don't, I mean, he seems like a bad guy. He's just, you know. He's intense, and yeah. yeah. And like Rich said in the last episode, you know, he, which I'm not sure it made it in, but he, you know, you need to look at the perspective that he's seen his daughter change before his eyes. She used to be a mathlete, and now she's totally going off the rails a little bit, you know, from the, the daughter that he knew just a few months ago. But do you so really he's think probably that, panicking? Do you really think he's changed, though? I mean, I I don't get the feeling that this is really any different than he's the way he's been all along. I mean, True. I wouldn't True. want to live with the guy. I just don't think he's a bad guy. But I I would hate actually to you know be his daughter. He he gets he just gets uh, better fleshed out. We'll say. 
Oh, well, that's good. I think it depends on how seriously you take him, honestly. Like, if you're going to take oh. him seriously, you're going to hate him <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> he's kind of a jerk in that situation. But if you're looking at him like... Like, to me, uh, he's... And this isn't a negative. This is not me criticizing the show or anything, but the parents seem like the least organic characters to me. Like, they're they're the most comedic, you know, like just the way the dad's delivery is just very comedic. You know, it's like, it's not as like Sam's awkwardness, you know, and like just it's, it's not like that. He's very, I get the, it's, it's more like a TV show when he says things. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's Mm -hmm. bad. I think that he's in a comedy show. He could be considered the comic relief. So when you don't take him that seriously, it makes him even funnier. If you do take him seriously, then it might ruin the character for you. But that's not a criticism of how you would view him either. It's personal preference, really. I think it's it's very unusual for parents of in a high school show about kids for parents to be fleshed out pretty much at all. That's true. 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 But yeah. from the shows that I love, I do expect more. Like I, I expect the character development to be. Just better than the average show, you know, and mm-hmm. especially out of a show like this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, it's only the second episode. We'll see how it goes from there. But you're right. I can see how how Bob in the first two episodes, when you only get these very small, slight impressions of him, he could just be annoying. Just yeah, be awful. <laughs> and Mr. Rosso, he's a he's a mixed bag. I think <laughs> yeah, a lot of people probably warm up to him, but some people may hate him through the whole series. Don't know. I mean, specifically in the pilot, he he was a mixed bag. Like, sometimes, watching the pilot, sometimes I'm like, oh, he seems like such a nice guy. And then sometimes I'm like, ugh, he's just trying to get her to join the mathletes, you know? Like, yeah. it, he, I get totally different impressions from him. Especially at the end of the episode when, it, like you said, it was originally going to cut out after showing Mr. Rosso's face. It's right. Like, uh, but but you don't really get the impression that he was like the the quote unquote good guy the whole time. So I don't know. He's well, yeah, yeah, he's a mixed bag. It's a good way of putting it. Like the end of the Harry, first Harry Potter movie when they like show Hagrid a hundred times like nodding, <laughs> and I was just like, that is not Hagrid. Sorry, that's totally. <laughs> uh, it just I just felt they just totally played him wrong that first movie anyway never mind (laughs) (laughs) you know something that occurred to me when we were talking about where Lindsay fit into the whole thing whether she was one of the freaks at this point i just feel like Lindsay's everybody's pawn Mm, yeah i mean sam not sam's and uh you know and you know and his friends but pretty much everybody else i mean the freaks are definitely using her uh, the guidance counselor, not yeah. The guidance counselor was using her. Um, you know, she's she's got to find herself a little bit and and get some backbone. Yeah, well, it's a it's a coming of age story, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, she's I'm... a little too easily manipulated at this point. She's just trying. She's trying to impress the freaks. Yep. She's. Really trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Actually, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's her number one goal in life right now. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do the ratings. 
Um, let's start with Katrin. All right. Um, I really liked the episode. I thought it was funny. I thought the switching the kegs was really original. So I'll give it a uh, a minus. A minus. Okay. We're doing it. <laughs> Carol. Huh. I forgot we were doing it this way. I was thinking numbers. Um, okay, well, I'll just convert my number into a, a letter grade. I do that all the time. You're a teacher. You can do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I agree. It was it. We were we were laughing hard enough that uh, people moved away from us um, when we were watching it earlier. Um, so I'm going to go with a B, um, only because I think I. I don't remember what I gave the last one, but B. B. Okay, I'll give it a B plus. There we go. I'll give it. I'll give it a B plus. Um, I'll give it B plus. We were laughing and stuff, but I mean, we're still, you know, I'm um, not too crazy about the the improv whatevers because, as I've said, I'm not big into embarrassment humor. But you know, go too far, so that was good. You know, it didn't make me wince really. Well, it made me wince, but it didn't make me like turn away and go ah. Or anything like that. So, um, so it was good. It was good. I liked it. B plus. All right, guestage. Let's do that, uh, Mr. Swift. Alex. All right. Uh, I I liked the episode as uh, Carol said. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we were laughing hard enough that people were moving away from us, and and it it was very funny, and I I thought that there were things in there uh that were definitely um kind of like like the uh the improv thing was kind of relatable to uh to certain things that I've I've been through. So I'm I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B. A B. Okay. Aisha Um Okay, um I definitely thought this wasn't as heavy an, as an episode as the first one, but I thought it was lighter, and honestly, we really needed something light. So I'm gonna give this a B plus, even though I love like the keg thing and how like original it was, and the whole planage, the uh, the planning of the party, and how it didn't go, um, like become a cliche of the, like the parents coming home early and breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I really felt for the yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. This poor girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, you want to do it? Yeah. Um, I actually am giving this one a B. Um, you know, it's not that I don't like this episode, but when I look at all the episodes, this is one that I might skip in a rewatch. For some reason, I don't enjoy watching it as much as all the others. I almost would give it a B plus just for Bill's monkey speech about the dominant <laughs> monkeys, but I don't, I'm not. I'm giving it a B. Um, yeah, I I can't say I don't enjoy watching it, but I will skip it sometimes. For I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on why I don't enjoy it as much as the others, but something about it. All right. But a B. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it. A C plus, actually. Mm. And it's not, 
like a C plus is pretty good for me. Like you'll you'll notice that. Like I really the pilot I gave it an A because I was comparing it to other pilots, you know, right. and it really stands out too. as a pilot that I really love personally. So, but um, now that we're past the point of pilots, and, and and I do the same thing with finales, by the way, but. In the middle of the season, you know, just the second episode or whatever else, uh, just as an episode, I think it's entertaining and I think it's funny and it's. But there's, I think there's lulls in the in the episode. I think that there's parts where I'm just really, I don't know. Like you said earlier in the episode, Carol, the first fifteen minutes aren't really doing too much for me. I mean, it's nice to get to see the characters interact. Um, and I, I don't mind the improv stuff, but, like, I don't know. The stuff with them deciding to have the party and get the beer, It at that point, I guess I have that, that feeling that it is going to turn into that, that cliched party breaking it up thing. And it does feel, kind of feel like it's going in that direction at that point. So even though they don't do that at the end, which is what I like about it. And the whole party itself is really entertaining to me. The stuff before it, it's, it's just okay. And, um, and I, I, I gotta say like the part where Lindsay, where Nick is feeling up or trying to feel up Lindsay, it just makes me feel so awkward that I do actually have to turn around and whatever stuff like that. Happens. <laughs> I, uh, I, I tend to not want to actually watch it anymore, but, uh, <laughs> A C plus for me, it, it's still pretty good. It really is, but um, yeah, not a bad episode at all. It's above average. So there we go. We got an A minus, a B plus, two B pluses, two Bs, and a C plus. Who gave the A minus? Katrin. Yeah. All right, Katrin, generous one this time. <laughs> and I'm the meanie. I'm the jerk. Um, all right, so let's jump into quotes and then uh, end this at a reasonable time. We're only at an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Yay. All right. Uh, who wants to quote first? Alex, do you want to take it so no one You're takes it? Wait, I'm... Oh, I'm, ta- I'm taking... You're taking the good one, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, this is a uh, quote. Um... Score. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it was fake beer. I know, I won uh, $87 playing quarters. Uh, yeah. This party ruled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like one of Ken's few lines in the first, and it was hilarious. Go, Ken. That, that was probably my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I had written it down, and then I don't know what my favorite quote was, and then he repeated it. I was like, okay, he just took my quote. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, other noobs? Oh, okay. Um... I guess you'd like it if we listened to that punk rock I read about. You know, the Sex Pistols? They spit on their audience. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I looked up when Sid... You know, this is funny, probably. Supposed to be funny because of Sid Vicious and what ends up happening to him. No, is it Sid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What ends up happening to him. But then I looked it up and it had already happened. He had already... um, you know, allegedly murdered his girlfriend and died by the time 1980 rolled around. So really, it wasn't. Yeah. So it's if actually, my sources were correct, so it wasn't as not as funny to me as I thought it should be. It's uh, it's also surprising that that Mr. Weird didn't end the story with, and then he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> Hair 
heroin and he died. Yeah. Uh, Katrin? Friday night, always a good night for some Sabbath. Because, you know, Friday, it's the Sabbath for the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. The Nothing. Cricket. Can you hear the crickets? Oh, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Neil. She just I doesn't care. I face-palmed on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Carol, you got another one? Uh, yeah. Um, this one, you gotta remember, this is from the very end. That's how the drummer from Led Zeppelin died. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> em, you wanna go? Yeah, okay. I know what you guys are thinking. Mr. Rosso, you don't understand. If I don't drink, I won't be cool. Well, you know what I say to that? Maybe if you... If you don't drink, you will be cool. <laughs> A true turning of the tables right there. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. That was some wisdom. All right. This was my favorite one. It was right in the beginning. It's it's Kim and Daniel. Oh, would you, Mr. Tough Man? Yeah, I would, Mrs. Tough Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene how Lindsay goes into her dad um, store being shoplifted at, and halfway through the story, she realizes that this is just not the right audience for this story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, She kind of trails off. All right, guys, I think that's it. Yeah, my dog is staring at me from a few inches again. What's uh, (laughs) what's on the what's on the deck for next week? Do we know? We should find yeah, these um, out. tricks and treats. Tricks and treats. Oh, that sounds like it might be relevant to the time that we're living in right now. That's a good point. <laughs> Smells like a Halloween episode. <laughs> Smell the candy from here. All right. <laughs> candy corn. Cool, guys. It was great to have you on, Alex. Thank you for no having me. <laughs> no Thanks, problem. Alex. You'll have to come again. Yeah, I'll I'll keep watching this because it's cool. cool. <laughs> Yeah, we never did mention that Alex is another newbie and has is watching this along with me. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. we, we have four newbies on the show right here. It's good stuff. All right, guys, uh, watch the episode and can't wait to talk to you again next week. Sounds good. We should be uh, indoors. Yeah, that point. <laughs> yeah. We all look forward to it, although we will miss the ambiance of the crickets. I know. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to add the crickets next time. <laughs> all right, okay. peace out, all. Nice night. Night. See ya. All right, thanks.